Yes, people, what's going on? It is episode 277 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? It is Sunday, the 22nd of May. Um, it's the end of the season, end of the Premier League season, and Tottenham Hotspur are in the Champions League. Manchester City are the league winners, and Burnley have been relegated along with Watford and, um, and Norwich. Uh, Arsenal finished behind Tottenham and um, yeah ha <laughs> but amazing last day of, uh, of football I can't wait to watch matches today I well I won't stay up till that so then so I'll probably just watch all the highlights on YouTube instead so it doesn't get too late because I just don't have the energy to stay up to that time you know i tried to watch boxing yesterday boatsy versus richards it was in the o2 it was in the uk the fight started around 10 p.m i fell asleep by about the sixth round because it was a boring fight no because i just don't have the energy unless i'm gigging from sat indoors i am asleep it's annoying it's really annoying that i just haven't i'm not mature enough to just do all the washing up and do everything i need to do before 10 and just go to bed instead i sit there on the sofa try to watch tv naomi's there fast asleep next to me and in my head it doesn't cross my mind that there's stuff to do in the house i just sit there start falling asleep have my head roll back on the back of the sofa and then i go oh shit i need to get up what's the time it's half 10 by the time i finish doing stuff in the house it's half 11 and it's just like oh how have I messed up going to sleep again? Even recording this now, it's quarter past nine. Quarter past nine, I've got washing up to do. I'm recording the pot instead. You see? <laughs> That's the issue for me. How's your week been, people? How's your week been? My week's been pretty cool. Let's start with Monday, because that's when most weeks start. Uh, gigged um, at Angel Comedy Club with Ania Magliano. And Ian Sterling, you might know the name Ian Sterling, is the guy who does the voiceover for Love Island, that little that little show, little show there. Um, so don't hear that as in, I'm going to start doing the voiceover for Love Island, that's not what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, really cool to gig with him, really nice guy, proper safe guy actually. So I gigged with him on Monday, on Wednesday, um, I gigged with the DJ... And uh, comedy legend Jeff Schumann, Sir Jeff Schumann, um, gigged with him uh, down in uh, New Cross on Wednesday. That was pretty cool. And then Thursday, I did my first twenty at the comedy store. Uh, gigging with Nilia Benjamin. You might know her from Free Non Blondes. She was she was the headliner. She closed the show out. Um, I came on just before her. Um, which I need to bloody speak to the comedy store to book in again. I didn't do it on Friday because I don't know why. I just <laughs> there's something weird about that place. It just makes you lose all confidence and rhythm. I don't know how many times you need to gig there before you just start gigging there naturally and normally. It's just weird. I just always feel like I'm a shell of myself when I gig there. I've never come off stage before I've destroyed that. Even the 10 I did to get this 20, I was like, mm, that was a bit, mm, didn't go how I wanted it to go. The guy who runs the place, Don was there and he saw it and he went, yeah, here you come up for a 20. I was like, what? <laughs> it's 
don't know what it is about that place. I don't know what it is. And then, um, then Friday I was at Resistance Comedy. Um, and I closed that show. Um, with theatre, Chicken Shed Theatre. And that was, I was on the bill with uh, Fiona Allen. You might know from Smack the Pony. See, that that's me, that's people I hang out with now. Okay? That's people I hang out with now. That's the level of guy I am. Who are you? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not no, I'm new number who this levels yet. I will be though. So you just be ready. Be ready when you message me. I'm like, who this? But that's not this year. 2024. I've said it on the pod. There it is. Episode, what is this? Episode 277. I've said it here. 2024. I'm new number. Who this? Drake level worst behavior. That's not going to be. Anyway, what am I chatting about? What else has been going on in the world? Um, I haven't followed anything in the news. Um, I only know silly little things that I've seen on blog sites like like Shadeborough. I don't know any news this week. I've just been too busy. I've been back in the office in the day and then gigging in the evening. Back in the office today, gigging in the evening. Just done it so much this week. I said the only day I didn't gig this evening was, was Tuesday. I didn't gig. And then Saturday, um, yeah, Saturday I was out all day. Um, then Sunday I was at my mum's. And again, just, I haven't watched any news. I've just been thinking about how the football season's going to end. And that's it. Like if I went on Twitter now and it said that, you know, Scotland is now independent from the UK, I'd be like, I didn't see that coming. Uh, let's see. Let's see what's uh, see what's trending. Let's see what's trending on Twitter. Um, Cause I don't want to know what's going on in the world. I don't want to be ignorant. You know. Oh come on, Jesus Christ! I don't know. It's so hard to use Twitter now. Right. Um, Tesco Jubilee Heroes. Nope. Nope. Burnley Tottenham. Uh, nope. Wildflower uh, Hour Bright It's all football stuff It's all football stuff Um. Oh man That is hilarious though Check this So apparently um, Squid Game creator Huang Dong Hyuk Is developing a satire About the creation And popularity Of Squid Game Titled The best show On the planet That's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> but um, not much for me to discuss on that. Let's see if there's anything else. I mean, Daniel Levy's trending. I or is that Levy? Nah, I don't know. Anyway, let's see if we can find anything going on. Let's go on to ah, oh, let's go BBC. BBC News. That'll tell me what's going on in the world, right? That's a nice unbiased website. And the reason I say it's unbiased is because people on the left say, hey, they're biased against us. And people on the right say, hey, they're biased against us. So Ukraine rules out ceding land to Russia to end war. Okay, so they're going to be fighting for a long time. Um, 
Eon warns 40% of customers face fuel poverty. Okay, I first read that as um, as a 40% rise in fuel costs, and I was ready to throw everything out the window. And I, I don't even do my energy through Eon. Anyway, monkeypox. Israel, Switzerland, and Austria confirmed cases. Right, this is getting mad. It's like we just got over COVID. Now we've got fucking monkeypox. Israel, Switzerland, and Austria are the latest countries to confirm cases of monkeypox, bringing the total number of nations reporting outbreaks to 15. Israel and Switzerland both said they identified one infected person who recently travelled abroad. Israel is investigating other suspected cases. Monkeypox does not tend to spread spread easily between people, and the illnesses are usually mild. Okay. Um, so why are they talking about it? It doesn't spread easily and it's mild. Therefore, why are they talking about it? What, what is it? Let's get our tin foil hats on. What are they starting? What are they starting, eh? Doctors' concern over impact on sexual health on monkeypox could have. Monkeypox have a massive impact on access to sexual health services, doctors have warned, right? Um, staff at clinics are already having to isolate if they have come in contact with anyone infected. I see in London, where most of the UK's 20 identified cases have been detected, sexual health clinics have stopped people walking in altogether. All right. Why are they talking about sexual health, though? In, is it that... Okay, and the most recent UK cases are in gay and bisexual men, which have prompted the UK Health Security Agency to encourage men who have sex with men to be aware of any unusual rashes or lesions. Um, They are being asked to contact the local sexual health services if they have concerns. Yeah, because if you've ever been to an STD clinic, they ask you two questions. Have you ever had sex with a man? You're like, no. Have you ever had sex with anyone from West Africa? He's like, what? (laughs) <laughs> it's just like eh? did they say West Africa or did they say just Africa I've got West Africa in my mind because of monkeypox did they say Africa um, which sounds like that's wild because like what, what am I going to say um, each time I've asked that, answered the question I've just said no simply because um they would have been of West African or African heritage, but not actually from Africa. And even if they were, um, just stop it. Eh? Just stop it. Right, but yeah, but what are they going? Tin four hats on. Why are they pushing this monkeypox thing though? If it's if it's not easily spread, then it's not actually that bad when you get it. I feel like it's another there's another lockdown coming. Are they just testing us again? They go, right, we've got on with COVID. How about a disease that they know isn't dangerous at all? Then before you know it, guys, we're going to be locked down because someone's got, like, a cold. Um, Afghanistan's female TV presenters cover their faces. Um, I mean, I guess it's a Taliban order. Um, Look, listen, people, I have nothing to talk about, I'll be honest with you. Nothing to talk about here. Um, not about the floods in Bangladesh. Uh, not about Professor Brian Cox saying maybe humans are Martians. No. 
and the ex-grid girl wants to be a racing car driver. These these are all interesting things, but I just I don't care enough. Okay, so anyway, let's um just get on to dear Deirdre and just fucking move on. Yeah, it's what you've come here for. You ain't coming to hear me talk about my crap life. You want me? <laughs> um, let's just get on to dear Deirdre. Bloody hell, I'm hot under this cover. I've got this cover to muffle sound from outside, and um, I think it works very well, but I am going to pass out on the pod. Anyway, Jesus. Dear Deirdre, my husband has left me for my daughter. I feel so betrayed. Dear Deirdre, I was relieved my second husband got on well with my teenage daughter. Oh, how teenage? You know I mean, get your R. Kelly on. Define teenage. We're we'll, we'll talking about 19? Adult? Anyway, we got on well with my teenage daughter, but it never crossed my mind that 10 years later they'd be shacked up together. I'm 50, my daughter is 21. So it wasn't a teenage daughter, your daughter was 11. Um, her dad died when she was five, so he met her when she was eleven. That's a child, nah, man. Like, okay, you shouldn't be getting with your partner's kids anyway. But it's one thing if you meet someone and they have a twenty-five-year-old daughter, and then five years later you realise, oh, I like the daughter. I mean, yeah, it's seedy, but you met her as an adult. She calls you, you know, Peter. She doesn't call you by. She doesn't call you dad. But when you meet someone as a child. And her said dad has died as well. Shouldn't it just be this kind of driving protectiveness from you to be like, I'm going to protect this child. This child is my child now. So for you to be like, hmm, nice. I mean, that's uh, it's just weird to me. Her dad died when she was five. Since then, it's been me and her against the world until I met my second husband. Um, he's 54. We've been together for 12 years. We took things slow. Lee, it took me two years to introduce you to my daughter. Oh, okay, so then that's when she was 13. I had to be certain I saw a future with him. I didn't want her getting hurt. Good, responsible. She was 11. Uh, when, oh, no, she was 11 when they met. He was 44, man. Jesus. They became so close over the next 10 years, I thought I'd found my perfect little family. He was caring and supportive, helping her, um, helping her daughter study for... Excuse me, helping my daughter, right? Helping her daughter study for GCSEs and A-levels. They even used to go for long walks together, just the two of them, while I'd stay at home making dinner. Oh, God. I was so pleased that she had a father figure in her life. I felt so lucky to have found a man who treated her as his own. Also, I thought, a couple of weeks ago, please tell me it didn't start when they were young, where she was young. Oh, okay. A couple of weeks ago, I came back uh, from the shops to find the doors of his wardrobe open. His clothes weren't there. That was odd obviously, but I never imagined he had left me for my daughter. She lives on the other side of town. Jesus. I only found out when she texted me later that day. She said they no longer see themselves as father and daughter. They're in love. And I thought it was some kind of sick joke, but neither of them has replied to my calls and messages for the past fortnight. Jeez, go around their house. You mean? Kick off the door with the 4-4. Anyway, I... I don't even know how long their sordid affair has been going on. The pain is in, indescribable. I feel so betrayed by both of them. Listen, I don't even know what your dilemma is. Because um, they've made the decisions all for you. They're not even, for a fortnight, they're not even talking to you now. Fake your own death. Bring them out.
fake your own death and just bring them out. And then when they're at your funeral, crying and pretending to be father and daughter because no one knows of their sordid affair, that's when you just kick off the lid of the coffin and be like, get all here, bitches. Um... Uh, right, let's see. Uh, oh wow, these are the these are the risks of being a parent nowadays. Here it goes. Ticked off. My daughter went viral on TikTok. She claims I was a terrible alcoholic mother, but it's not true. Eesh. Dear dear, my daughter's gone viral on TikTok claiming I'm a terrible mother, and people actually believe it. I'm 48. Uh, my daughter's 19 and gone to university. A school friend's mum shared a video of me. Um. I was shocked. She calls me an alcoholic and says I was never there for her growing up and just dumped her at her nans. That is not true. Um, I like a glass of wine every now and again, but that's it. Mm-hmm. You know that one's where the truth has to be somewhere in the middle. That's what that sounds like. Of course I like a glass of wine. I mean, if I pour a whole bottle and keep on refilling the same glass, then that's just one glass, right? <laughs> you know one of those ones anyway she only stayed at my mum's if I had to work late shifts which I did which I did to provide for her but some people believe her lies there are tons of abusive comments posted about me don't look at them my family knows it's all rubbish but I worry my friends might believe her okay fair enough I feel hurt and betrayed and now she won't even return my calls I mean you don't need to call her she's done what she's done What's she going to do? She's going to risk losing her following on TikTok by saying, look, guys, I made it up about my mum. Nope. She ain't going to be doing that. But, um, whoa, big yours. Anyway, let's move on. Just don't worry about your friends. Actually, tell your friends that what's going on. They'll be on your side. Um, if you're not alcoholic, they'll know that you're not al- alcoholic, right? Because even functioning alcoholics still give off alky vibes, so I don't know. Alright, one more, one more, one more. No, like a big problem. My small penis means I will always be single and I'm destined to never be loved. Not true. Dear Deirdre, my small penis is making life a misery. No, no woman will ever want me. Not true. I'm 26. I've always been very small. When I was a teenager, my parents said I was a late bloomer. Jesus, then that bloom never happened. God damn, son. Damn. But 10 years on, even erect, it doesn't grow beyond three inches. Oh, my God. That's one of those ones. That's a that's a decision changer. No damn ones there. Your penis could be that big or your penis could be that small. Where a woman is all on it. All on the smoke, whether it's a date or whether it's text messages, whether she's on smoke, she has decided she's giving it to you tonight. It's for you to fuck up. And there's some penises that, um, you know, I think my penis is in the range of it's not going to change your mind. That's how I describe it. it ain't going to change your mind. You even once have sex with me or you didn't. And my bit, seeing it, it's not going to change your mind. Whereas if you're packing an absolute monster you're packing three inches that will change your mind you know anyone's like I'm not adding this as to my count no no (laughs) 
Um, it's so embarrassing. I feel like a rubbish excuse of a man. It's put me off trying to find a girlfriend. I've had a few one-night stands when I was younger, but it was obvious my tackle was too tiny to please any of them. Ugh. My confidence and self-esteem are rock bottom. I wish I could do something to change it. Um, if only I was well hung, all my problems would be solved. That's not true. You might be like a real arsehole of a person. You need to just be an arsehole of a big penis rather than an arsehole of a small penis. But I don't know. I don't know how you find it. I don't know how you fix this. Or I find it, you know. <laughs> Freudian slip. How do you find such a small penis? I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you fix this though, except for um, getting some confidence. Um, work on the other aspects of sex if you're worried. So you know, get the mouth working, son. Get the hands working. Um, make lots of money. Don't add some inches to your penis, and um, that's it. Yeah, you can do. Oh God, big yawn. All right. Oh, let's see. Came off it. Come off it. So my boyfriend won't have sex with me since I came off the pill. He hates condoms. What? Since I came off the pill, my boyfriend won't have sex with me. Or you won't have sex with him since you came off the pill. Because I'm pretty sure he would have sex with you, pill or no pill. He just doesn't want to wear condoms. I'm 24. He's 25. We've been together for two years. Um, I stopped taking the contraceptive pill three months ago. to Give my body a break from all the hormones. Good. Um, and I feel so much better for it. Good. It's been, I'd been on it since I was a teenager and didn't really know myself without it. All right. My boyfriend said he'd support me, but I feel he resents me now. He dislikes having sex with a condom. He says he can't feel anything and it ruins the mood for him. Yeah, I hear that. I know what he means, but I still think he's being selfish. But what, what, now we're basically in a contraceptive standoff. We haven't had sex for the past six weeks. This is ruining our relationship. Why don't you just let him just go in and then just pull out like an adult? You know? Who's ever got pregnant by pulling out? No one. It's a foolproof contraceptive method. Just pull out. Any time it's ever failed, it's when someone's failed to pull out. If you're pulling out, no pregnancy. Never happened. In the history. They don't want you to know this, people. This is my tinfoil hat on this one. They're listening in. Alphabet gang listening, CIA, FBI, they're all listening in. They don't want me to tell you the truth. The pull-out method is 100% foolproof. That's what you need to do. Pull out. <laughs> anyway, people, I've been chatting nonsense for long enough, I think. I don't have any legal obligation to do it for any length of time. So this is a really short pod. Um... Because I said I'll just be waffling about absolutely nothing. All right, people? That's me. I'm gone. Peace.